Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome, this is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Mike the Mariner, Barry the Boater, rounding out the crew as we attempt to navigate the latest boating news and information. Uh, coming up today, we got a big story from uh, Tim Allen. He's a boater, we found out. Maybe not the best one uh, out on the water at the moment, but we'll address that a little bit later on. Also, we got a special guest coming up who's, uh, I don't know, made quite a name for herself with a unique uh, take on a boating business that's coming up on the show but first we got to talk about boating uh, and, and its effect on the economy uh it, we're always looking at it from the standpoint of of uh, how we fit in but actually you know boating and the industry itself is a major driver of local economies especially in florida where uh, we are based out of now uh you know world of boating's in orlando we're in central florida huge effect on the you know with the boating water skiing but down there in south florida where where uh barry the boater is you got the fort lauderdale boat show the miami international boat show two massive events and uh just pumped tons and tons of money into the local economy and there was a a report released this week, right, uh, Patrick, on just how much money we're talking. Is that true? That's true. And surprisingly enough, um, Barry single-handedly is supporting the entire boating industry <laughs> down in <laughs> South Florida right now. Is yeah. that with all the uh, those cheese pancake things they sell at the Miami Boat Show that he buys when he goes to? No, goes there? no. It's, Ooh, it's those, those corn patties. What do they call those empanadas? They, they, yeah. No, no. Um, <laughs> You load oh, up on them, I know, Barry. I forgot, Come on. They, I, I forgot what they're called. <laughs> empanadas. No, he, he, I think they're empanadas, aren't they? No, they're not empanadas. No, no. you're, you're Okay, they're corn, corn pancakes. They're some yeah. kind of thing. Latkes, latkes, latkes. No, latkes, they're not latkes. <laughs> I'll think of it later. It's some kind of Cuban Mexican <laughs> thing. I don't know. But it, they're good. tasty. And yes, uh, they are. yeah, he buys a whole stack of them every boat show. Probably that, that just that purchase alone has probably uh supported, I don't know, Florida schools for a good year or two, hasn't it, Barry? It could have. Yeah, yeah. No, I was actually yeah, but it's causing an ethanol crisis, though. <laughs> oh. It's a, a methane <laughs> crisis, I think, is more appropriate. Oh, well, I was really <laughs> referring to his constant maintenance and upkeep of surprise. Well, okay. surprise, surprise has been a uh, journey. I've been yeah. uh, finding all kinds of little things to repair on her. and yeah. uh, But I did have an inspection done. The uh, Coast Guard Auxiliary uh, man came over and inspected my boat and yeah. was very happy. I got my sticker. Your little gold star. Barry, little gold Barry star. I, I love I, that gold star. I, I, I love you, but you know the, that 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 sticker is a, is akin to somebody putting uh, getting the uh, the PBA yeah, uh, specialty yeah, yeah. license plate or whatever. You know, I support the sheriff's yeah. department. It's like, buddy, you're still getting pulled over. Well, whatever. <laughs> I haven't gotten pulled over yet, and uh, we found out. The reason why I hadn't been pulled over is because the old one I had from 2018 is the same color as the one for 2022. The guy was laughing at that. Mm. Oh, All right. Funny. And well, I'll so. tell you what, it was 
busy last Sunday. Um, when you talk about boating, we talk about it on the show. Yeah. But to go out there and see all of these yachts out there with parties on each one, all these boats out there, the marinas were were closed down by 8 a.m. They were packed. Cranking. Uh, it, it was, they were cranking. There were so many boaters out there. Just pumping money into the local economy, boating does. Yes, and a it, lot of them were towed back in. Yeah, and we got the numbers <laughs> to prove it, actually. Right, uh, Patrick? What, what, are, what do we have from this latest report that was released? Well, the, la- the latest report comes from uh, about the Miami International Boat Show that Barry and I uh, both attended. Uh so the Discovery Boating Inter- uh, Miami International Boat Show in February generated an estimated $955.6 million for Florida's economy. Ooh, wow. That's awesome. Uh, it is. Uh, the show attracted 100,000 visitors. Now, I'm going to dispute that because I don't think it was 100,000 on the money. What are the odds? Uh, mm. You know, It's like you at the gas pump and you're trying to stop it right on you know, uh, $105 and it yeah, goes you over can't by. do that right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sure. goes by too fast, but, um, let's, let's, let's say a hundred thousand plus because, uh, based on the day that Barry and I were there, um, it certainly seemed like a hundred thousand plus 41%. Okay. So slightly less than 50,000 came from out of state. That's a lot of, wow. that's a lot of visitors coming into one one specific geographic area, which again, we're back at the uh, convention center and it gets, it. there's not a lot of room to maneuver. Uh, so the area that, that, that area around there, uh, hotels, rental cars, uh, shuttle buses, Ubers, all of that, that trickle down. Uh, we'll get to those numbers here real quick. Uh, total sales for exhibitors. So people that were on display that took the gamble in a in a uh, a good economy but with supply chain issues and you know backlog of orders 642 million dollars in sales wow were generated do we know if now that's that, a new record or what or do I, we? it do, it doesn't say but if i believe anything about boat shows and what i've read over the last 15 years um every time there's a boat show it's a new record Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I always dispute it, but I'm going to go with it. I won't, I won't dispute it this time. I was happy to see it back in the convention center. I think this is going to, this is going to be the driver, if you will, to increase attendance and decrease the revenue that comes into that area because the previous site was just not happening. Uh, sales and local taxes generated $49.707 million. So you had the exhibitors, boat boat manufacturers, boat dealers, you know, uh, all your exhibitors, uh, Garmin, Fusion, uh, Seakeeper, you know, Volvo, any of the 642 million in sales there, and then local sales and taxes, just shy of 50 million. Wow, impressive numbers. I mean, yeah. uh, maybe we should be calling the shots uh, when I when I say we uh, the boating industry. Should be calling the shots for the overall economy. I mean, because this is good. It is. It's great. Here's the final number. Personal income from the jobs associated. So we're talking about that trickle down, right? Mm -hmm. So you're talking about the, uh, the, the, uh, hot dog carts, the, uh, you know, all those, all those type of people that were involved. Empanadas. Right. 
Uh, that's what I said earlier, you <laughs> oh, big you dummy. Did say empanadas. Okay. <laughs> See, how dare you question my authority, Bar- Barry? Do, do you have an undiagnosed form? Do you have I an think- undiagnosed form of Tourette's uh, that I just causes you to yell out <laughs> food? <laughs> Well, you mentioned show. you mentioned hot dogs, chimichangas, chimichangas. <laughs> okay, so uh, I don't know. So that salary uh, from boating jobs oh, yeah. is what? So the personal income from jobs associated with the Miami show were an estimated. Now, anybody read this article, Mike? Nobody. No, I okay. no, I, I, I read. I read the uh, the, oh, the article, article the but not the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Who wants to take a guess at personal income that was generated? Oh, I'll take. You mean, a how much money people uh, people that work there made? Correct. So and, you're talking uh, about hotels, rental car agencies, Ubers, all those things that trickle down thing. So mm-hmm. how much average salary? I want to say seventy five G's. <laughs> what? No, as as a whole, not not per person. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, as a, oh gosh, well. <laughs> Well, you said salary. So that's I did not say salary. Salary never came out of my mouth. Okay. Salary came out of Barry's. All right, what's the number? Let's get the number Kimchi. out there. How much? $315 million. All right. Ah. That's not bad. That's, no, that's great. That's good jump change right there. Yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, we're, we're pumping so much money into the uh, economy. Maybe we should be calling the shots overall. Oh, we that, gotta, that'll pay for some new bunkers on uh, Barry's trailer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a cross yeah. member out, too. That in right, an empanada yeah. or two. All right. More coming up on the world of boating. We have a special guest who's taken her business and boating to a whole nother level. That's next. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Posting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department, led by his ex-girlfriend, and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available 
as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast my captain oh captain my captain rise up and hear the bells rise up for you the flag is flung for you the bugle trills all right dismissed well, uh, just to remind you, Pipe Piper is still a sinking ship, so... Enough with the maritime metaphors. You don't have to walk the plank on a sinking ship. This is the World of Boating, Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Mike the Mariner, Barry the Boater, and we are now joined by a special guest. Uh, Carolyn Crockett is her name, and she is on the World of Boating. Uh, I believe you're in Texas. Is that right, Carolyn? Is that where you yes. are resigning? And, and uh, <laughs> you have a boating business that is just on fire. You're a perfect example of why the boating industry is, I don't know, doing so well and maybe should run the economy overall. Are you with me on this? Or what do you think? I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. But yes, I'm located in Austin, Texas. Excellent. Well, welcome. Uh, so, so what is, uh, first off, the name of your business is what? It's Lake Days, D-A-Z-E, Boat Rentals and Lessons. Okay. And obviously you have a business that's done quite well. What is the, uh, I don't know, what is the hook? I mean, I, I want you to explain why you think you have done so well. Oh, thank you. So um, just like a little bit of background on me. I grew up in like, or on Lake Austin in Austin, Texas. Grew up doing competitive wakeboarding, surfing, all of that kind of stuff, which got me on the water and into boating my entire life. Um, for the about the past five, five years, I've driven charters for other companies and captained for them. And 90% of the time, it is always male captains. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up in the industry, I knew I could drive a boat and knew a decent amount of women that could all drive. And that encouraged me to start my own charter company. And we uh, specialize in female captain-only charters and lessons. How about that? So you're trying to grow the industry uh, from the female perspective, bring more ladies into that uh, business. And uh, you guys have benefited uh, tremendously from that. I I mean, you you guys are getting all kinds of publicity, which is obviously (laughs) good for business. And uh, and you're encouraging, I don't know, a more more diverse uh, crowd into the industry, uh, professional-wise, right? Yep, promoting women on the water. There you go. And you could uh, sail, you know, circles around people like Barry the Boater and even Captain <laughs> Patrick and Mike the Mariner, you think? That's an easy, yeah. that's an easy task right there. there but we go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so is the main business, though, just bringing, uh, I mean, once you hire the captains, and stuff, just uh, you know, renting the boats and getting more people out on the water there in the Texas waters, or what? Yeah, exactly. We're primarily based on Lake Austin, um, but my other captains and I on the weekends we really just specialize in charters. So people renting the boats out to wake surf, float with their families, bachelorette parties, bachelor parties, going to the party cove, birthdays, right. 
or we do surfing specific charters where we'll take them to a less busy area on the lake and take a family surfing, tubing, wakeboarding, whatever kind of water sports they're looking to do. Yeah, the party um, cove. Part- what is the party cove? You got my attention there. What does uh, that mean? Is that like a sandbar thing in out. Texas, I assume, or what? Pretty much. It's yeah. like a more shallow body of water right. where a ton of rental companies tie up um, all their boats together or just any individuals that have boats on the lake and pretty much just go out to have a good time. Yeah, we have that here, too. It's called Mike's Marina. Okay. <laughs> could could be true. Now, if someone like Barry the Boater shows up at your uh, office and says, hey, I'd like to be a captain, you going to tell him to take a hike? Or, or yeah. you know, what yeah, do you think? Yeah, she will. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he leans towards the feminine side, and I'm not judging one way or another, but I'm just saying. He's out of luck. You can help. You can help out with detailing the boat. Okay. I'm see. Sure oh. All right. So they, they'll still uh, put them to work. It just as far as being a captain, you're going to have to. Could be you have Greg clean the heads for me? Quiet. That'll be enough out of you, <laughs> Patrick. So, what do you think of this? This is good stuff, right? It, it's great. And aside from the charters, you're also doing mm-hmm. lessons out on yes. different types of water sports and and stuff like that. Correct. Correct. So I teach on my boat as well as other individuals' boats. So if you have a boat, we can come to you. Um, wakeboarding, wake surfing, foiling, skiing, you know, any kind of water sports that anyone is looking to learn or progress at or anything like that. Um, and two times a month, I do a ladies' night on Lake Austin. And it's all women on the boat learning how to wake surf or wakeboard, whatever they prefer, just to kind of promote, you know, sometimes it can be a little intimidating learning on a boat in front of people you don't know or men who just sometimes they're like, yeah, pull yourself up. You've got it. You're fine. So it's a little bit more hands-on to, you know, encourage everyone to learn and grow together and have a good time. Patrick, what do you think? (laughs) No, that's so important because having taken friends out over the years and done a wide variety of water sports. I see other people out. And if you don't know how to properly pull somebody up out of the water, especially if they're a beginner, they're done after two pulls because you pretty much yank their arms out of their sides. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And, and you know, that could be kind of a guy thing because I personally enjoy seeing people like Barry, uh, Patrick, or Mike, you know, you pull them up and you're literally trying to make them wipe out. You hear what yeah. I'm saying? And it's not the same, I think, for a lot of ladies. They, they don't appreciate that as much. And, you know, we can, yeah. we can do that to our fellow guys. But see, at the person at, at the wheel, it takes an experienced hand to, especially knowing the level that that Correct. person is at, how to get them up out of the water, make it a positive experience to where they don't get so disgusted that they're throwing the tow rope down, kicking the board off, and they start swimming for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> to leave. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't want to turn them into a human submarine. No. So true. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, so that, even though that is inta- very entertaining when it's a uh, Barry in particular. No, it's entertaining <laughs> when I drag you. Only, only Greg cares to see people skipping across the water like a flat rock. <laughs> oh, come on, <laughs> Mike! You know you would love to see Barry doing that as well. Now, no here's kind of a here's kind of a loaded question, Carolyn. Do you okay. see uh, the difference between uh, when you're teaching or training men and women my experience has been in doing uh yacht deliveries and doing training Uh i've always found historically that women do such a far better job they tend to pay more attention they really they 
not sure why, but they, they really, really go after it. How is she going to say no to that question? Well, <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's really? an honest question whether because guys, when I've been out there, and you're guys are stupid is what you're saying, Patrick. No, I think. And, and what they're doing is they wind up parroting what I'm saying back to whomever they're with. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the throttle control, and yeah, it's a, it's a, and <laughs> just it's, repeating you. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. uh, versus somebody who's opening up their, they've either got their tablet or they've actually got a pen and a piece of paper and they're taking notes and they're asking uh-huh. good important questions. Do you find that to be kind of the same? And that's not to take away against you know, anything from your male clients, but has that been your experience? You know, sometimes it has. I really think it just depends on what kind of learner someone is or how the way they listen. But predominantly with lessons specifically, women tend to listen more to the technique of things and men tend to more try and muscle themselves up. And my favorite thing to say is, you know, I'd love for you to pull yourself up out of the water, but you're just not stronger than the boat. So, yeah. just, And that makes you feel good. <laughs> what's so the website? Hey, uh, Carolyn, what's your website again? We want to get that out there for sure. We're at like DaveBoatRentals.com. There you go. Carolyn, yes. uh, awesome to have you on the World of Boating and And uh, congrats on your success. More coming up. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise nothing go to worldofboating.com send us an email and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Welcome aboard. I will be your captain. You'll be my scallywags. I don't know what that means, but you will be them. And here's how we play. Thank you for your attention and welcome aboard. Let's go. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Mike the Mariner, Barry the Boat around and at the crew. Uh, that was nice for Carolyn to share her insights on her business. I mean, I, I think it's a pretty good gig she's got going there in Texas. Uh, check her out. Read yeah. her stuff. And I think everything she said sounded pretty accurate, especially if you compare it up to this all for you. Well, I met male crew. I almost uh, misspoke there, but eh, maybe I did. I don't know. Eh, on, the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, and by the way, Greg, yeah. pro- props to you because I, I planted in your subconscious via text. I was, I was, I, I had my fingers crossed on one hand. On the other hand, I had my fingers crossed. It's like, please don't let him mess up her name. And then the other one was like, this will be great. 
if he if he <laughs> but you, you held it together sir hmm. well it's caroling so i mean well it was carolyn crockett so i was expecting yeah. you either to call her crockett as her uh-huh. first name yeah or Cro- do a crockett and tubs reference or the uh bum, bum, the, yeah the neil diamond thing <laughs> oh you know. caroline Oh, Come on! What do you? What do you guys <laughs> see? Our all male crew are Greg, way too slow. Greg. Dogs are howling all over the United States. Greg, yes, Barry. It's not empanadas. It's arepas. Those okay. are those cheese things. <laughs> you say arepas. I say empanadas. Fine. It's totally different. Totally different. Uh, and, 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 same and what's thing. The Spanish word for the guy that we saw urinating on the sidewalk on, while we were on the bus there, Barry. Bum. Welcome, welcome to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> As all the tourists got on one side of the bus, it leaned over, and people are all looking out the window watching this. Okay, uh, that, that, that was that, great. That was hey, funny. While we're saying welcome, <laughs> want to say a big welcome to Mister Tim Allen into Grand Rapids, Michigan. Well, I thought he uh, yeah. pretty much lived there. He grew up there, didn't he? Yeah, but he made a spectacular entrance into this marina. What he, mean, he, Tim uh, the Toolman Taylor? Tim the Toolman Taylor. <laughs> or yes. Buzz Lightyear to infinity and beyond. Uh, Michigan. Okay. 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 So, yeah. So, if you've been following the, the news this week, if you follow boating news like we do, and if you don't, you should be via the worldofboating.com website or follow us and like us on Facebook. Because all these stories and so much more uh, get posted on a daily, daily basis. Uh, and appreciate those listeners that take the time to interact with the staff uh, with some of these stories. We always appreciate that. Uh, so, Mr. Tim Allen was making his way into uh, this marina, uh, coming around Omina Bay. And depending on whom you believe, he either the, the boat either let loose uh, 10 gallons of diesel fuel or, as I said during the pre-show, 1,000 gallons of diesel fuel. All depends on whom you want to believe. That could be in U.S. or that could be in metric. Uh, metric would be liters. So who really knows? But here's what we do know. Because according to Mr. Allen himself, um, he said... He was unaware of the leak until someone notified him as they were pulling into the marina. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Allen believes a fuel filter gasket blew while the boat was passing around Omina Point Bay, just south of the marina. So here's, and now he's on the hook for the cleanup, whether it was 10 gallons or, or 30 gallons, whatever it is, uh, he's yeah. going to be on the hook because diesel is much oilier than gas. And will the potential for uh, environmental impact is a lot greater than gasoline. Uh, the question that I have is, is why isn't he in the new Buzz Lightyear movie? No, the question oh, I okay. have is more. Right. the diesel <laughs> fuel was being pumped overboard. There was so much diesel fuel that came into the bilge. That's how it entered the water was through the bilge pump. So Mike and Barry, we well, Barry, does your boat have a uh, automatic float switch? Yes, it does. Okay. So the way boats are wired is if that automatic float switch is triggered and the bilge pump comes on, what happens to your switch at the helm? It lights up. Mine does anyhow. Yeah. Right. And tells you that the bilge yeah. pump is activated. Mm-hmm. And then I go, right. why? You shouldn't be on right now. Right. Which you yes. would do what at that point? <laughs> I'd start looking around, trying to find right. where the hole was. Well, 
<laughs> right. Find a safe place where you know you're not in danger of you know running aground or winding up on the rocks or anything like that. You're not going to cause a harm to navigation. Slow the boat down. Come to an idle. Carefully take a look and see what the cause may be, and not make it worse. Because what he could have done was found a safe place, realized what was happening. Of course, the engine should be off at that point. Oh my God, this is all diesel fuel. Anchor the boat, call for CTO, yes. and you minimize your risk. Would you guys agree or disagree? No, no I would agree with that. I would, I would agree. Yeah. And, and definitely don't check where the water's coming out or the liquid's coming out while you have a lighter in your hand that's lit. <laughs> well, okay. you're, you're bringing up a very, very serious issue there. Where, right. Whether it's gasoline or diesel, there is a fire hazard. Less of a fire hazard with diesel than, than gasoline. Correct. But, but, uh, but certainly still there. Um, you know, I was unaware that a float switch would would actually uh, trigger uh, in fuel because I believe it will. Tell, gasoline, it will, it, it, gasoline is lighter; it will float above water, and I believe diesel will too. All you need is enough right. liquid to lift, to lift that the float, float switch. Right, that bilge pump is going to be activated, and you should smell it when it's coming out of there because it's also getting into the air. Well, you would think, but, you know, depending on his boat and the exhaust note, um, whether or not you're picking up, I mean, you're, you're making good time coming into the marina. You're, you're probably going too fast um, to, to smell that. That's in your, that's in well, your tailwind. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, his boat was a, it's about a 48-foot boat, I believe, just looking at the photograph. It's a Eunice. Uh, very nice vessel. Uh, I can tell you, you know, my boat's uh, smaller than his, but... <clears throat> You can't you can't um, hear anything in the engine room other than the engines, uh, or or really smell anything. Right, which is why uh, that lighted that, which is why that lighted switch is so important. And I'm going to assume that this is a slightly older vessel. It's not anything that's got digital switching. You know where this you looks have, pretty new. Uh, yeah. okay, this looks yeah, like a well, pretty new, it, pretty if new if, vessel. If it has digital switching or any of the the new electronics that are wired up through NEMA, then it should alert you via the display that your bilge pump has been activated. One way or mm-hmm. another, the way vessels are uh, constructed, you should be getting, if your system's operating properly, that the bilge pump, whether it's a forward bilge pump, an aft bilge pump, uh, a shower sump pump box, you know, up in the cabin, that a bilge, because that's, you want to know if the boat's got water in it to a point where the float switch has been activated and you start pumping overboard, hope, hoping that it's water and it's not, fuel or anything like that so Mm -hmm. it's uh not saying that he didn't realize that or anything like that but it comes to uh something that mike brought up uh quite a while back which is situational awareness and not being so focused on coming into that room but again scanning checking looking at your helm looking at your gauges looking at your display making sure everything's okay because you will not hear that bilge pump come on there's no way yeah. So the uh, moral of this story is if you uh, make a mistake like this and spill a bunch of fuel into the waterway, uh, hope you're not as popular as uh, Tim Allen. <laughs> Cause well, pa- apparently it was enough to the where they, they, they closed the nearby beach Yeah, um, until the cleanup is finished. Uh, Tim Allen, he told the uh, local uh, news agency up there, the Record Eagle, that the spill didn't appear to affect any local wildlife, but other people contradict that, saying uh, they've seen several dead ducklings and fish in the area. Now, whether or not that's related to the diesel spill or not, because guess what? 
wildlife dies, especially fish. What? Ducklings, maybe not so much, but fish, you know, yeah, you're going to see some dead fish, but mm. uh, remains to be seen if that was caused by the uh, thesis. Well, we will see. And the good thing is he has a lot of money. He might be able to fix things it's a little bit better than other folks if he's uh, at fault. More coming up. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. You have successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Batten down the hatches. Aye, aye, sir. Man the bowsprit. Stow the mizzen mast. Jive the jib boom. Hoist the mainsail and lower the tattersail. Look sharp, man. Pike the starboard hatch the leeward. Watch and trim the scuppers of the port boot deck. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Mike, the Mariner, Barry, the boater, rounding out the crew. All right, so uh, we've had a lot on the show today. I mean, there are a few little uh, extra nuggets that we can share with our passengers before we wrap it up. And uh, you can get all this stuff at the uh, World of Boating Facebook page, by the way. But where do uh, what else do we got today there, Patrick? Well, uh, talking about fueling, I wanted to touch on uh, a subject, and it, it may take the rest of the last segment. If not, I've got another story ready to go. But one of the biggest dissatisfiers as of late, I mean, Canvas has always been a dissatisfier for boaters. And I'm talking in general, new boaters, especially over the last two, three years, people who are coming into boating for the first time. No, wait, I is, heard Canvas is a problem for nude boaters. What? Uh, fuel, fuel, <laughs> what? Fueling your boat is a huge dissatisfier for people, and this happens for a number of different reasons. It, no matter the marina or the, the, the fuel station that you're at, um, whether it's a kind of a standard slow-flow pump, some of these pumps are high-flow, like they'll blow you off the dock type of thing. What you need to be aware of is the following. The ma- manufacturers, for at least the last 10 years, the fuel tanks that are going into boats are EPA-compliant. Now, what does that mean? Fuel tanks prior to that, the vent for the tank uh, was pretty much right where the fuel fill uh, neck on the tank was and the fuel feed line going to the engine or engines was located. And that's that's kind of where it would just vent from that location, which was bad because you could get fuel backing up that vent line and spilling out the vent because there was nothing there to, to redirect it. The new tanks, mm-hmm. the vent, actually has a tube inside the tank that runs to the forward part of the tank because that's the part that most boats are going to have a general bow-up attitude. That's the part of the tank that's going to have that air space or that air cavity. So that creates a longer run to vent. Also on the vent lines, you now have charcoal canisters to trap harmful contaminants that could get into the atmosphere. That's another impediment that that 
that can slow the exchange of volume uh, fuel for air when you're fueling. The other thing is on the fuel fill neck at the tank, there is a spring-loaded trap door. Now that door opens when the fuel hits it, it pushes it, and the fuel enters the tank. And when you stop the flow of fuel, it closes. This is to prevent any backflow of gas coming up that fuel hose and exiting into the water, onto the dock, or anything like that. So all these things are done with the intention of uh, keeping the environment clean, which we as boaters, we, we want a clean environment. We want to enjoy the waters. But it can create and historically has created slow fill conditions for boats, and people think they want to fuel it like they fuel their car, and you can't. Even prior to EPA-compliant tanks, especially if you had a new boat with zero gallons in it, you always want to get that first 5, 10 gallons in there at a very slow rate to let the tank start to vent. But with these EPA-compliant tanks, it's much more, uh, it can be problem, or it can appear to be problematic to where you think there's a problem with your boat, and there's not. It's just the nature of the systems today. Hmm. So once again, uh, when you're pumping the fuel, and if you don't do it, uh, slow enough, it'll what blow back on you, or what will it do exactly? It, it'll it it just won't take the fuel because you're trying to exchange volume. You're trying to right. introduce liquid. And so it'll flow. say it's full already, and it's not. It the it door trigger. the trap the trap door uh, that spring loaded door. If you got fuel on the inside, so you're fu- you're packed full, and that door can't open then you could conceivably either get fuel start coming back up the fuel fill hose mm-hmm. or worse is you pack it so far full of fuel. Let's say the boat's on a trailer and you're one of these people and you're pulling your 26-foot boat with a Dodge Caravan. Um, so when you pull up to the pump and you've got a bumper-mounted hitch, so it's already you're five degrees down at the bow, that fuel's going to go in the boat. It's going to run to the forward part of the tank. It's going to back up that fuel vent first. It's going to encounter that charcoal canister, contaminate that charcoal canister, and you're not going to get any vent whatsoever. Mm. Mm. Which is bad. Which is bad. Venting. So it's just, look, there's, no, you're at the ramp and you're you're at the marina or you're at the gas station. You want to get fueled and you want to get gone. There's really no cheat for it. Not that I can discuss on the air. Um, Mm -hmm. There's really no cheat for it other than plan on fueling the boat for it to take some time. It's just the nature of the environment uh, uh, that we're in today. Okay. And what, what, what year did that, uh, did, did they become EPA the, compliant tanks? The EPA compliant tanks. I want to say going back 10, God, Mike, I've been doing this so long, yeah. man. Uh, at least 10 years. I was just curious because, uh, well, my boat's uh, 19 years old. I don't have, uh, I don't have a spring-loaded trap uh, on my system. Of course, no, I, you, I, I you wouldn't that... be going back that far. You wouldn't be EPA compliant, right? You know, it, it's it's really for the tank manufacturers. Um, it's having that spring-loaded door and having that internal vent um, welded inside that runs to the forward part of the tank. Uh, for the manufacturers, it's installing that charcoal canister. Okay. So just it's it's just the nature of boating. Be happy that you have a boat that you can fuel and just enjoy the process. 
Okay. That's all. I, I have not been enjoying the process. <laughs> yeah, that's really easier said than done, there, Patrick. Well, What's wrong well, with you? you? You know who else isn't enjoying the process is Wellington-based contractor Kevin Turner, who paid $4 million to have a 74-foot Sunseeker built, which is kind of a deal, I think. Hmm. Um, and it's been years, and he still has not received his boat. The money has seemingly vanished. Sunseeker refuses to release his completed boat. And this uh, was something is taking else place is going in on. Florida. Yeah. Uh, Turner yeah. is charging in a lawsuit that he's going after both Sunseeker and the Fort Lauderdale-based company uh, that is the broker, which is Richard Obey and Associates. So he traded in his boat. Uh, which is now gone. Uh, and Turner says he's one of six buyers who paid Obey's company to have boats built by Sunseeker. And now all are waiting for their boats because Obey and Sunseeker are battling in court with each company claiming to be owed about $13 million. Oh boy. So yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. The, 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 the boat seller or broker is involved. The boat builder is involved. These boats are complete. They're saying, Hey, we haven't gotten any money. The, the, the broker is saying, yeah, you have. And meanwhile, these people are like, where's so, my boat? Well, I'm, I'm confused. Did the yeah. guy, did the guy fork $4 million over ahead of time? That's. Yeah. I mean, not you supposed would, to do would, that. It has to be it. just the deposit. It can't, it can't be the whole right. $4 million. And at 50% uh, up front, 50% on delivery kind of deal. Isn't that usually what they would do? Uh, Every contract, it can be different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so S- Turner says the invoice shows he still owes $2.4 million on the boat he ordered. Uh, but the broker acknowledged that Turner paid the full $4 million purchase price, which includes a $2 million trade-in value for his old boat. Hmm. Uh, Somebody's yeah. not telling the truth. Yeah. Or just wants more money. That could be it, too. We'll uh, keep following it and reporting accordingly. Uh, but just be thankful that that's not you. And on that note, we'll wrap it up. Okay. Till next time, remember, whether it's sail or motor, life is life better, is better, life better is as a motor. motor. Safe boating, everyone. Come back there. Come back here, you barnacle-bitten swab. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at worldofboating.com. <gasps> Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.